0: Welcome, you're listening to the Across State Lines podcast. Your host is my sister, Rebecca Klein. She's a professional tour guide who's been all across the USA meeting all sorts of cool people. Our goal at this podcast is for Rebecca to interview a friend from each of the 50 states. I'm the podcast engineer, Noah Klein. You might hear me talk during the show a little bit. So please enjoy the show and welcome to Across State Lines.
1: Hello, welcome back everyone. Thank you for listening. This is another episode of Across State Lines. And this week we are chatting with my very dear friend. Very, we've been friends since we were little itty bitty teenagers, I guess. Um, (laughs) And um, we are, she's going to represent Rhode Island today. So um, this is my friend Kelly. Kelly, say hi. Hello Uh, everyone. You want to give our our listeners a background on how we became friends? <laughs> oh, I'll
2: try. I mean, as you're saying that, I was like, I actually don't know how old I we def- were.
1: Yeah, I definitely remember LD year. So, well, for I'm- sure,
2: that's a standout. Um, yeah, well, we went to for- summer camp together. Um, yeah, I am from Rhode Island. I live here now. Um, I'll give you more information about my yeah. story, but um, Rebecca and I went to summer camp together. It was a YMCA still is in existence. It's a YMCA camp called Camp Fuller. And yep. in the southern part of Rhode Island. So it's kind of near the Connecticut border.
1: Um well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> you know, I did my research. I'm like what's <laughs> what's <going on?" laughs> I didn't even know it was near the um,
2: Connecticut border. no, yeah, but it was a uh overnight camp and um, I started when I was 13 because I was okay. too afraid to go to sleepaway camp. And I was okay. um, that, when did makes
1: sense. I started when I was seven.
2: Right. <laughs> A little bit different. And you came from California. So you came all the way. Yeah. To I literally drove 45 minutes and was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I had
1: no idea that it was that far. Yeah, You know, like as a child, you just get on a plane and you land and you you could be, I mean, I had no concept of time or distance. Fair. So, fair. and I had family on the East coast and my brothers went to the summer camp too. And they were much older than me. And that's why I went, I had like a chaperone kind of, not really. I mean, that they're like, you we're went? Teenage, they were like, my brothers were there. They were like teenage boys oh. when I was seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but that makes sense because I don't really have any like early memories of you at camp. Yeah, that makes sense that you showed up. So you you were uh you were in the older girls division as a camper. Right. Yeah,
2: I was yeah. only in jungle, but then um, so at my chaperone, I guess it was my cousin Sarah, who's a year older yeah. than me, and then my two um, her two siblings went to camp too. So it yeah. was one of those I went for. First session, which once you know, first session is like not the most fun. But I went, (laughs) and then I loved it. And as soon as I left, I was like, I need to go back. And my aunt was on the board and got me into third session, which is like the best ever session. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, it's the best. So yeah. So you went, you went home for two weeks, then you came right back.
2: I went home for two weeks and was like, I want to go back. It was so so fun. Um, and yeah. it was funny actually because I went with, and I forget about this all the time, I went with another family friend, um, same age as me and like we had completely separate experiences. Like I loved yeah. it. He hated it and never went back. And I was like, can
1: I go back? Yeah, and- true. My cousins went too. My younger cousins went and they hated it and they never went back.
2: Yeah. So it's not for, for everyone.
1: For sure. Yeah.
2: And the rest of for us which, survived and stayed on for maybe too longer. long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I kind of regret working there I kind of wish I had pulled uh remember Catherine Thayer she was like after she was a camper she was just like I'm out and I'm like how can you you got to come back and work here and she's like no I'm
2: okay I I think you get to see a different perspective of it and it's funny as I think about that now in terms of where I am in my life and like what you know what I put my efforts towards and I love working with kids and that 100% started
1: Actually. Yeah, me too. I mean, honestly, before I started camp, um, excuse me, started tour guiding, I was a school teacher. And then I worked at a community center with kids. And I they had a summer camp. So I was like a camp counselor from the age of 16 to like 28, really. Yeah. I think you I took like a two dream. summers off.
2: You figured out yeah. how to like turn it into a career, though. So that's yeah. And now
1: my new gig um, this season as a tour guide is going to be working with families again. So I get to work with kids again.
2: That's so, so great.
1: It is it is really great. I actually do do kind of miss working with kids, which is funny to say because I always worked with kids. So now I'm going to be back at it, which will be great. Um, But, yeah, so let's explain to our listeners. Like I feel like Rhode Island summer camp
0: Mm. has
1: a lot of Rhode Island elements in it. Like we can talk about awful, awful milkshakes. We can can. talk about sailing, yeah, Mohawks, sunsets, beaches. Like what are – like I – So for our listeners, I have a more intimate relationship with Rhode Island because I spent like 12 summers there as a kid. So um, I think I know it pretty well, but I don't know like 2019 Rhode Island at all. So that's – we can talk about both those things. But yeah, like what are some things that um, like come at you when you want to like tell people about Rhode Island?
2: So we are called the Ocean State and um, most of our, you know – Borders or whatever—it's coastline. So we <laughs> yeah. have tons and tons and tons and tons of water. Um, yeah. So I live in Providence, which is the capital city, and it's—I mean, it's sort of not even in the middle of the state, quite honestly. Because I'm well, first of all, the most important fact you need to know about Rhode Island—it is 45 minutes from each end of the state. Yeah. <laughs> I go to Target. I go to Massachusetts to go to Target. <laughs> Oh. Like border. That's right. really, <laughs> yeah. So, we are the smallest state with the longest names. I'm going to drop all these facts because I really did yeah, research at- and I wanted to make sure. I, got- I
1: appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah.
2: So, our official name is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. We tried to get that, uh, the plantations part taken out and we are die hard here and nobody wanted to. <laughs> I get that out so that didn't work so that is always my like you know fun bar fact is i'm from the smallest state with the longest name uh-huh. um, but yes yeah, we are like it's hard to think about warmth right now because for some reason this winter has just felt very long and i think i feel that way because i'm still adjusting back to winter time because i moved i was living in california for three yeah. years um and so my first winter back was miserable. And now I have a super cute dog who I love, but that means I have to walk him through every type of weather. Uh, so it yeah. just makes you feel sad. You know, winter is long and spring yeah. doesn't really exist anymore. So summers are glorious here. Um, we, I mean, we have a thousand beaches. I am a total snob and like won't go to public beaches because it's just filled with teens with like, not boomboxes because nobody has
1: them. <laughs> you know, like wireless loud engineers. music. Those teenagers <laughs> with
2: their loud music. They're loud, those youths with their loud music. They're like bumping. Who knows? Little something. I'm such an old man, but. It's like not my idea of a good time, so anyone that has to to the beach club, I'm just gonna put this out there. I'm available yeah. for summer things. I get Fridays off in the summertime. Nice. Come on your boat, I'll go to your beach. I am more than happy to do that.
1: What uh, do you mean by private beach? Because that is, like, not a thing in California. There's no such thing as private beaches. Oh. You got private beaches in Rhode Island?
2: So a mutual friend of ours from summer camp, Dennis, yeah. Mestia, yeah. Eh? I'm going to use his last yeah. name. Sorry, I'm blasting you on the internet. But, yeah, yeah. Um, he bought a house in South County, um, so in South Kingstown, which is, like, right next to where we went to camp. And oh, wow. it was in Green Hill Beach, which is, like, right, literally, it's, like, two exits down from camp. Um,
1: Whoa. it was, <laughs> but like where else would it be? Cause Rhode Island's not that big. So of course.
2: Well, no, we no. People- so every, <laughs> even like Narragansett, which is like the next town over from where we went to camp. So along the beach, there's the public beach, but then there's a private beach club. So people have like cabanas or they can keep their, you know, wow. boogie boards or whatever they want to keep in there. Yeah. There's like a pool. So it's a, it's a private membership. And they have, like, a specific carved out – I mean, it's, like, when you go on vacation and you're, like, in the all-inclusive hotel and you have, like, a yeah. beach area. Wow. wow. So we have those. Um, we have lakes. Like, even camp is technically on a pond. It's on a salt yeah. pond that feeds into the ocean. So, yeah. um, you know, I had friends growing up that lived in, like, northern Rhode Island that lived on reservoirs. Um, wow. And then Newport is, like, probably quintessential – summer in Rhode Island and there's a huge sailing culture yeah. there. And a lot of people that come, you know, from like New York and, and all that. And then we've got Block Island, which is one of my favorite little gems. Uh, yeah. which we went to <laughs> as 15 year olds. And I never went.
1: I like actually for some reason the sessions I went or by the time I got to a certain age they stopped going and my family never took me and to this day. I've never been to Block Island. I
2: think we actually talked about that like via Instagram last year because I went for the first time in like ten years last year with my brother. Oh, and, I hear it's wow, really nice. It's so beautiful. It's just like this you know, so the like So Nancy tell how would you get
1: how do you get to Block Island? Because the You take a ferry closed. It's really close to camp. And, wasn't it yeah. just, like, down the road from camp
2: it's yeah. down the road from camp it's in a little town called Galilee um so I mean New England has a lot of like repurposed names right so we've got a yeah. lot of um towns that are from you know England or whatever but we just pronounce yeah. them different um but yeah, then there's a group. lot of biblical references here so like the town oh. of Galilee <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um Yeah, so you can take the ferry from there and then just surrounding it is a bunch of like clam shacks. So we've got fried clams, which are Mm. amazing. They either come in strips or you Mm. can call it a clam cake, which is like a ball of fried dough with clams chopped up in it. And it is Mm. greasy and deep fried and it is amazing.
1: Uh Um,
2: That's definitely a delicacy here. So quahogs, as you said, so any family guy, friends. Uh, out there know of that sweet sweet meat of a (laughs) quahog. they're big right they're huge they're huge so we make these things called stuffies out of them which is essentially you scoop out the shell and the meat and you cook the meat and then you bread it and you put it with like bread pepper and seasoning and you stuff it back into the clam shell and then you just
1: like eat it off of that Um, yeah and it's I remember good. at camp, we used to dig our feet into the mud. Yes. And feel for them with your toes. And then yeah. you have to, once you f- you think you got it, you got to dive down and grab it with your hands before it like sucks deeper exactly. into the mud.
2: Yeah, you can see the little like air bubbles coming out from the sand mm-hmm. too. Yeah, or the mud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more so mud. You're right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I haven't done that or thought about that in the longest time, but I got to put that on my summer bucket list.
1: Yeah, I also remember if you really messed up at camp, and you capsized the boat, like, really uh, bad, and you turtled, you, it, it <laughs> you, you turtled it, and your your mast would get stuck in the mud, and then someone would have to, like, attach the powerboat to the bow and pull yeah. your boat out of the mud, and then when you got it back up, the top would be covered in, like, this smelly, sulfur, it icky, silly so mud. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Then you had to rinse it out. You had to go back after lunch, <laughs> after dinner, after, uh, <laughs> roll, your roll your
1: sails, sails and like. Yeah, and if help. you piss somebody off, you'd like roll your sails perfectly, and they'd be like not good enough, and they'd unroll them again, and you have to. Passive aggressiveness of teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, good times though. Yeah, you know, i was Um, Emily Bakian told me that the new maybe you know. She So at our camp, they had this thing called the boathouse, and it was like very charming, but like not like not at all what we needed and I guess they spent all this money to rebuild the boathouse it's terrible and it Emily, Emily <laughs> told me not only is it terrible but there's no way to get to the second floor they like didn't put a stairwell in or something you have to go outside to get upstairs but that's how it always was but I think
2: right. it was connected through the inside I'm like pretty sure I think there was an exit that you could go down from the outside but now you literally cannot get up to the second floor without going
1: outside first <laughs> yeah so anyway but it looks nice right yeah.
2: That's all that uh, uh I mean it looks newer I'll give it that
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no shade I love camp color so much but everyone agrees that that boathouse was a disaster so
1: when we were kids, um, do you remember how if you took a shower up there or you just wanted to rinse off, the electric lines are really close to the water yeah. lines and the <laughs> faucets would shock you?
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Very safe. Very safe place. Always you have- literally would get shocked if you
1: wanted to turn the water off.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that everything is um, tip-top shape now. It's so funny. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flash forward to like life now. I um, I moved back to Rhode Island. It'll be three years this November, and I am now working at the school that I went to, which is a K it's a K through twelve private school. I went. I started in fourth grade. um, Yeah, and so I'm back. I'm the director for alumni engagement. It's super fun. I get to hang out with kids all day long, and then I get to like. Have, next week I'm going to DC to throw an event for alumni that are in that area. But there nice. are so many kids that go to Fuller at my school. Oh wow. And I went there. So Kate Messier, who is one of my dear friends from camp, is now the yeah. director. That's so incredible so, acknowledge it, Kate. It's so amazing and she's doing so many wonderful things for camp. Like she's really just turning things around. She's got scholarships for kids. she's yeah. just out there grinding, which is amazing. So I went last summer to go and visit her and to be like, can we go out on the boat? Yeah. <laughs> and I run into like three students and I'm just like, whoa,
1: this is totally, I mean, it's summer. I'm like, ooh, do yeah. we- talking to each other? <laughs> but it's like almost like looking in a mirror because it's like you were that kid.
2: Like I was that you- kid. And now when I see them at school, we're like counting down to summer and, oh, yeah. you know, it's just like, it's such a cool, because honestly, I mean. I Don't know if you've experienced this, but summer camp people are a special breed, and yeah, when you find out someone's gone to summer camp, I mean, even if it was like the bougiest camp ever, like ours was not. I mean, it ours was, was
1: not, like, no, ours was-, was very, ours was like, I think, the perfect, honestly. Like, that's the funny thing, too, is like you meet people who went to summer camp, and the first thing I, I try to bring up, like, as a joke, is like wasn't your summer camp the best summer camp in the world? <laughs> and they're like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Everyone It's
1: It's the best, but it's just
2: like such a cool community. And I just, I think of, you know, my friends outside of Fuller that I know went to summer camp and we just got so many opportunities to like be leaders and to yeah. grow up outside of our parents and just sort of figure out who we were in a different way. And Even if you were like one way at school, you could be totally different at camp, and it just was such a cool opportunity. And I, you know, I talked to people who kind of just hung out in their neighborhood and just like did things with their neighborhood friends, who were also their school friends. friends. And it, yeah, mind blowing to me. I just can't even. I can't even imagine it.
1: Which is very privileged,
2: and I understand that.
1: (laughs) No, I know. Yeah, I, I I think about that a lot. I mean, it's pretty cool that I got that opportunity but I also remember um just how nice it was to have like camp counselors from Australia and England and like all over and that was pretty cool too we had campers in our cabins from Spain and then of course the Quebecois those ones from Montreal (laughs) taught us about Celine Dion so that was it was also kind of international and for me also it was very Jewish because I didn't have Mm -hmm. I didn't have like a huge. There were a few kids from my school that would that would also show up at synagogue, but like less than five. Yeah. And then at camp, there was like I don't know. It felt like twenty five percent were Jewish.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Really Jewish. And it's funny for me, too, because I feel like as you're saying, you know, we had all these, like, international people, but we also had, like, these New Yorkers who, like, didn't know how to cars or, like, pump gas. (laughs) What?
1: Yes. Life. They were, yes. Yeah. And they, yeah, that whole crew that was, like, all from the same neighborhood. in Yeah. Yeah. They so were like cool.
2: Brooklyn and then Manhattan, and it was two very distinct neighborhoods and very distinct kinds of people. Um, yeah. And, and they would find it, you know, like how did, how did all those people
1: converge in this tiny little summer camp in Rhode Island? It blows my mind. Just nice parents. And I don't know if you remember, but our friend Ethan Geary, yeah. shout out to Ethan, he went to, uh, he was from the same county as me back in California. We went to like, like, I went to Tam High and he went to Drake, which was just like the other high school. So, the thing
2: we have here is hot wieners. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's like a hot dog, right? But it's smaller and (laughs) they put this like (laughs) meat topping on it. We call it meat sprinkles. My friend and I affectionately refer to them as meat sprinkles. So, it's like ground meat put on top of a hot dog that's then covered with. Onions and mustard, I wanna say. So <laughs> yeah. That is what it's called, and some people, like some true Rhode Islanders, call them gaggers.
1: Oh. Wait.
2: And you can understand why, and... Wow. A but the funny thing is the like place to go to get them is a place called New York System. <laughs> so it's, <like> <laughs> it's not even Rhode Island. It's like we're throwing it to another state. But like they stay open, I think till like three a.m. And oh. when we were kids, we if, I don't I mean my parents um, were together when we were kids. They're still married now. Like a lot of my memories are of my mom taking us to do things. But one very distinct memory I have of my dad. Is like Saturday mornings, like my brother and I took swimming lessons at the Y. So like we would go hang out with my dad and then we'd sort of like have an adventure. Yeah. And he would take us to New York system. And we would swim <laughs> hot dogs at like ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, was, right swim after bath. swimming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was probably not the healthiest thing, but that's one of my favorite like Rhode Islandisms.
1: That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I don't I don't know about that one. I'd have to come back and try those. For sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, I guess it's all of New England, but I always think lobster because there was that, that place in Galilee that you get like, you like wait on the stairs outside mm-hmm. and like order at the counter. And then um, on a big paper plate, you get your like pound and a quarter lobster and you just like eat it with your bare hands. And that's it was super
2: messy yeah i mean i guess i for me as a kid i was not an adventurous eater and seafood kind of freaked me out right um now i'm a pescatarian if we're gonna put a label on anything so yeah like, I get down on some lobster but it is messy as fuck anywhere yeah
1: <laughs> just have like yeah
2: whats and poop on you and you just sort of have to disregard that
1: fact and just be like whatever it's delicious um, it is yeah it is you definitely have to be brave and it's not be. it's hard to try as an adult for the first time like, it is
2: because you look really. like an asshole like there's no way to be clean about it and you just <laughs> have to like lean into the fact that you're gonna yeah, you're in this together I'm like a knuckle and then if you're cool with that you're gonna have the best part of the lobster which is that yeah
1: my favorite is when you go to like crunch the claw or something and like a squirt of like seawater like squirts oh, yeah. your friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like Sorry, mm, my
2: <laughs> um, bad. We also have really good oysters here, too. Um, do? Oh, we wow, do? We yeah. do. And that's, you know, again, like probably something I didn't really pay attention to as a kid. But now we have a whole resurgence of oyster farms that are starting here. And I I, oh, wow. you know, I guess I would say it's like hipsterish dudes that are <laughs> starting these oyster farms. But our waters are so perfect for them. And it's actually like a mutually beneficial yeah. They're, they're, clean the the they're cleaning things. They're yeah. producing these oysters. So we have, like, a lot of the restaurants, you'll see they'll have, like, you know, there's one place I go to that is, like, buck shuck on Monday. And it's mostly local oysters that Ooh. it's coming from, which is just super – it's just really cool. There's a huge op- cool. um here. So I went to – I started at college. I went to Hofstra on Long Island, and it was not for me. And I came back here, and I went to URI, and I loved it. And URI has some amazing, amazing programs for um, marine biology and right. Uh, just where it's situated, which is right next to camp, and it's right on the water, and oh, it's wow. got farms, and it's it's really great. All the stuff that they're doing down there. Um,
1: oh, very cool. Uh,
2: Oysters are – oysters are really big here too.
1: That's awesome. In my um, college town in Arcata, California, oysters are a big deal and we have an oyster fest Mm. and it's every June. And I haven't been for years because I've been working as a guide and I didn't live there and yada yada. But um, when I was living there, it was like my absolute favorite day because literally the whole town would come out on the plaza and every restaurant in town would be selling oysters, like, their style. Yeah. And you would just, like, hop from booth to booth and just slurp down oysters. And then the bars are right there. And you just, like, slurp down oysters, go get a beer, go back out, slurp down oysters. And they'd have music. And, like, it was my favorite. And I love oysters. That's- but there's there's definitely some people from college that are oyster farmers now. And it's, like, yeah, yeah. kind of, like, a cool cool thing to do. <laughs> For sure on the water all day and like you don't have to go out in a boat it's just like or like a ship I mean out to sea it's like in the bay or like in a salt pond or whatever yeah that's cool um awesome so that's great okay um tell me more about like tell me more about like going to college in in Rhode Island like you is a little bit of a of a party school is it not oh, or- yeah
2: well, when I got there it was they had just kicked most of the frats and sororities off campus. Um okay. and we turned it into a dry campus. So I transferred in technically like junior year. Um, and so people typically freshman year you live on campus. Maybe yeah. sophomore year you stay, but you move off campus and you move into these amazing beach houses that people give <laughs> to students during the winter season, and then they fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> and over to the families like we legit lived in these houses and it was incredible it was oh
1: my gosh
2: tough. it was like you know I had a little bit of reservations coming back to Rhode Island because you know when you grew up here and my family is not from here I'm like of a you know pretty select group of people that they're you know your family's just they become established here and you you know, grow up on the same street as your grandparents and things like that. But my parents are, my mom's actually from the Bay area. My mom's from Berkeley. Um, oh, and my dad's from Texas, but went to high school in LA and they met, out west, so like nobody in my immediate family is from Rhode Island, but everyone ended up here. It's like the Bermuda. How in the
1: world? How in the world did your parents? I guess it's kind of how I ended up going to summer camp there. So yeah, why, <laughs> why so, did they end up in
0: Rhode
2: Island? My dad and his brother went to law school at UCLA. And then they met a guy there and he was like, yo, I'm going to, and I'm paraphrasing a lot, but I'm going to move to Rhode Island and open up a law practice. Like you guys should come with me. And they're like, all right. So my mom and my dad were together at that time. And so they moved out here. My uncle moved out here. And then one of their other friends from UCLA moved as well with like his then wife who ended up going to high school with my aunt back in the Bay Area. Whoa. And so my mom moved out here and then her sister was like, well, I'm going to move out here too. And then she came wow. out here and then everybody that like wasn't married found spouses that all went to Brown because this was Rhode Island and they were all yeah. from south so like nobody is from here all of us kids are the first generation of Rhode Islanders which is rare honestly that's like a
1: backward yeah it's kind of backward because a lot of my peers you know being from California have it's hard to find friends whose parents are from California a lot of our parents are from the east coast and came out here in the 60s and then or like 70s late 60s 70s and then had us in the 80s you know so a lot of yeah so like that's like yeah my parents are from maryland in new york and they met in california and you're saying your parents met in california and then ended up back in, yeah. in rhode island
2: totally opposite that's so wild funny. it is wild it's, like,
1: it's beautiful i mean i get it i mean i remember i remember thinking i would move to rhode island like as a kid like because i spent so much time there and it had such a special place in my yeah. heart but it is really beautiful it is, it so is. Beautiful.
2: it's total i mean like I think I have an interesting perspective, having moved away from it and then come back, um, yeah, yeah, us that do, and there's a lot of us, I mean, I honestly say I have a lot of friends that are moving back here um it's a great place cool. to raise a family, um, yeah it's you know, and when you are raising a family, you want your family members around to be helpful, and yeah, of course. have that kind of um stability for your kids and all
1: that, so. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about, I don't know how much you know, but I always heard about Providence and how yeah. like, the mob like yes. the school system. Yeah. <laughs> and it had really good schools. It just happened to be like run by the mob. Oh, and I heard about
2: schools being run by the mob. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Maybe I heard wrong. I've, I've never heard, heard that.
2: Before. Well, did you listen
1: to the Crime Town podcast? I think I started it and then it was just too it was too abstract for me and I couldn't yeah. get into it. But well, the first season Yeah, I remember starting it. Yeah. Oh there yeah, was like the mobster that was yeah, I remember listening to like one or two episodes, but I didn't get much further.
2: So yeah. our mayor of Providence, who really is responsible for so Providence used to be like when I was a kid, it was pretty run down. I mean, it was like a mill factory town and then you know, machines came and all of that. And then people, <laughs> went, all right, like, what do we do with all of this? So the like downtown area was pretty run down and it just wasn't, it wasn't as it is now. Like now it's a beautiful walking promenade. Like we've got this thing called water fire, which happens usually Memorial day through labor day. And it's, uh, uh-huh. Like an art installation piece and they've got performers and it's literally they light the water on fire they have these little like goblets that are in the water um, it's a huge tourist attraction um, so but that mayor was like super tied to the mob and went to jail <laughs> like twice and everyone was like free buddies so his name is buddy CNC and um, he <laughs> One of the reasons why he went to jail is because he like hired a hitman to like attack his wife's or ex-wife's boyfriend or something like that. Wow. Not with like a bat by his knees. I, I mean, I'm going to be telling this wrong, but it's pretty, it's pretty wild, but yeah. we still have, um, mob connections and I think we still probably have mob connections here. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a funny little place. I mean, it's a, it's just like a big old small town. So everybody knows everybody, especially being back here now as like a grown up and dating is oh yeah crazy because you know,
1: like, <laughs> I mean, that's where Polly D's from. So like, it is where you
2: know, Polly D's from.
1: It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you don't have like a Rhode Island accent. I don't have like a I mean, maybe I say like too much, but. There is definitely kids that went to summer camp with us. I can think of one person in particular that had a pretty strong uh, – I um, know who you're going to say. Okay, let's say it on three. One, two, three. Lindsay. D'Antuano. Oh, my God. No.
2: I was thinking one of the boys, and I can't remember his last name, which is why I didn't say it, but it was John something. It was friends with, like, Danny Mills.
1: Oh, I don't know. But Lindsay D'Antuano. Right? Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay D'Antuano, D'Antuano has a beautiful Rhode Island accent. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. No, but there's definitely a, a very. We don't pronounce unique... our R's. I mean, I
2: can like. Can you? Do <laughs> I a can do bit, it. Do yeah. Do a
0: little
1: bit.
2: <laughs> let me warm up and then I'll just drop it in the conversation. Yeah. Drop
1: bit. it in. Just like let it come naturally. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, yeah, there's definitely a culture of Rhode Island that's very distinct. And I think that, you know, Polly D is probably a good example of that. Um, it's and kind so, of like rough around the
0: edges. It like, is. Gritty.
1: It like, is. It's a little like gritty, but. I've been through some
2: stuff. It, we, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's weird being in this like little space because we're so close to Boston. We're in like an hour outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have like any sports teams, so people are usually split. Between- oh. Being Like, you know, Red Sox and Patriots, Patriots. fans yeah. or they're like New York fans if they're like closer to Connecticut. And Connecticut's one of those weird states, too, that's like just in between. What's going
1: on here? Who are yeah.
2: you? Like you're not New York and you're definitely no one's comparing them to Rhode Island. But like that's, <laughs> you know, we often get compared to like the next biggest city. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we also have like a thriving, I mean, we have so many colleges and universities here. We have RISD, which is like a, a renowned art school.
1: Yeah. So, my mom actually went to RISD. Oh,
2: that's amazing. Yeah, oh, so that, that I think, a think that,
1: <laughs> that might have had some part of the reason why I ended up back in oh, RISD. Right. Probably. Yeah, yeah. No, it is a really good school. It's a great school. It's a and great I loved visiting school. it.
2: It's yeah. beautiful, and so it's like you've got that grittiness, and then you have like brown, you know. So you've got these like huge cultural institutions. And
1: what's the um, what's like the cool street to hang out on? Like, so, is there like a, a, a strip that's like got like a cool like a tie dye shop and like, <laughs> like a cool like vintage store and like records and like, yeah. all, like coffee. It
2: used to be Thayer Street, which is right That's off the what board. I want
1: to, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to get it wrong, but yeah. Well, Fair it's Street. Not like I remember going anymore. to Thayer Street as a teenager.
2: Yeah, it's not like that anymore. I mean, a lot of the independent stores aren't there. I mean, we just had a Shake Shack open up two weeks ago. That oh, gives you like a yeah. point of reference. We have, um, I mean, we have like two independent coffee shops there, but, um, It's just not the same. It used to have, like, a skateboard shop and then this, like, very overpriced, fancy dress store that I could never afford Mm anything in. But it was, like, always really pretty to look at it. Um,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. New store that's been there for a really long time, which is, like, pretty great that they're still around. But then there's this big storefront on the corner. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of our favorite things, especially when I talk to my alumni at my school, is, like, okay, so what iteration? Were you part of the Gap? you know, group when that was a gap or were you there when it was city sports or were you there? It's just like one of those kinds of talking points. But um, so the city is divided up into like, there's the South side of Providence, the West end of Providence, um, the East side of Providence, which is where I live. And then there's like a North side of Providence. So now the West end, the West side is like this bustling sort of hipster joint, Mm -hmm. And, That's where I would say there's one street called Broadway and then there's oh. one, um, like Westminster Street is like the street downtown and uh-huh. thankfully everything is pretty close. We don't have a great public transportation system here. We have buses. I'm more yeah. of a, like subway kind of. It's super mm-hmm. fast and easy. Um, yeah. So that gets difficult here because sometimes if you're, like, in one location, you kind of have to stay there if you don't want to, like, drive around from place to place. But I would say the west side of Providence is, like, the
1: hot spots right now, which is just getting really
2: gentrified. <laughs> so it depends <laughs> on who you talk to.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. What is – um like, what's the bar scene like? Are there still, like – Is it normal to go out for drinks and stuff? Like, do people do happy hour? Like, some cities are really big on happy hour or stuff like that. Is there anything distinct about Providence that makes it unique at all? Or is it just, like, normal 2 a.m.? we have very colonial laws, and we are not allowed to have
2: happy hours here. They can't offer. Or, like, if you do, it can be, like, a drink special. But, yeah, it has to have food. So I've – Yeah lived in places and like lived and died by happy hours like that's the only time I went out I was like great I'll be home by eight and, like, in bed
1: by yeah um, yeah
2: my friend and I actually last month I guess it was we rented out a roller skating rink and oh I
1: saw
2: that, that uh, was so you know, fun we had like a 70s themed it was called bump and hustle and Aww. some people dress up in costumes but it's like where do you go when you're in your mid-30s slash like yeah.
1: 40s right during the day <laughs> on a Saturday. Saturday
2: and you're just like tired so the party had to start at nine thirty because they had to like yeah. <laughs> had to close it for the public and we we're just yeah. like how are we even gonna stay awake that late and it was such a blast because it was just such a like and people from all ages because it was like everyone invited somebody you know so it yeah. was everybody and it was just such a great group of people and like not that there's any drama because again we're old but like people were just so chill with each other and like no one was just talking and it was fine and like it was just such a great thing and I wish that there was more spaces to do that and you know yeah
1: but you have to you have to like I mean when I lived in Rhode Island or excuse me when I lived in um Raleigh North Carolina Mm -hmm. you know as like a young Jewish person I was like went to synagogue cuz i didn't no. know because i was in the south right so uh. it's like what am i going to do and i met like two couples that had been married since they were 22 and i was like are there any other young jewish <laughs> people in this town and they're like no Ooh. and then fast forward to like 4 or 5 years later i met this one girl her name's brittany and the two of us like just started networking and we literally like just like rallied all these people together and started you know, creating events and creating creating stuff and helped people make friends and like. Sometimes you just have to like pull up your bootstraps and just like do it yourself, like yeah. and make and make people and like yeah. Of course, people don't want to. People are nervous. People don't like to go, but it's just like, you got you to like you got you got to like find a way. And so like, yeah, fun little parties like roller skating rink parties and stuff like that are, are awesome. Like that sounds, that sounds perfect. That sounds so oh, fun. Yeah. And any excuse to dress up, that comes from, oh my up. God. Oh, you're I'm, exactly like we, for, like forget about it. Any excuse to like dress up as a pirate or like a girl from the eighties or like, I don't know, prom. Really or... anything. My
2: favorite was, um, Do you remember Mac, who was like the senior DL?
1: Yeah, yeah. Doesn't he? Doesn't isn't he a bartender in San Francisco? He is. Yeah,
2: and he grew up here, and he's like friends with with my cousin Will. But I just remember that every like dress up opportunity, he just always wore like tiny jean shorts. Like even if it had nothing. (laughs) And I was just like, really, this is the life you want to be living? Is the jean short life? (laughs) <laughs> just like, like why are you
1: why are you just using like dress up opportunities exactly. like you just do this all the time and exactly. <laughs> right. yeah yeah I remember towards the end of like my older years at camp I would bring like cost like bring stuff to dress up and uh, like on purpose like
2: yeah. I feel um, like I still have so my outfit my 70s outfit was all things I already owned, just like throughout the years and cobbled together and everyone was just like and my hair, like, so I have natural. I'm a black lady. I got natural hair, and I yeah. picked, I picked it out. And so I had a fro, but it was like my own fro. And I just wow. felt, it. I was
1: like, man, like maybe this is where I this was is you. This is your your. This is how you should do it. This is me that and my dad.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it was it was really great.
1: Now, can you skate backwards? Or are you just I going can. Backwards? What? <laughs>
2: as a kid I was like one of those kids that I tried everything and I wasn't like great at anything but could but like you were pretty yeah. good yeah <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh okay I
1: I just came up with another topic to talk about yeah can you explain to our listeners what field hockey is oh my god most people don't have that and that really? is strictly northeast that is not wow. a thing anywhere okay. else I mean I think that like there's like specialty clubs around the country but that and my mom played growing up because she's from New York. Yeah, but it wasn't available in California. And then when I got to camp, you guys would bring your sticks to camp. Oh my god! Because <laughs> you're supposed so, to be practicing.
2: <laughs> it's true. We were supposed to go to like field hockey camp over the summer, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, like, yeah." I got
1: uh, okay, so just explain like the basics and like how, yeah. Uh, you go ahead. I think, I think you're going to say what I want you to say, but yeah, it's an cool. intense sport, but go ahead.
2: It's an intense sport. And I will say that I again think that this is something taken from like England. I'm pretty sure that. For sure. A- yeah. A- or maybe
1: Native Americans. It might be like a lacrosse, like England. Like, uh, and that's a what I was going to
2: say too is if I explain this, I may explain lacrosse
1: because I have not played either
2: sport for a really long time. So. I'm not really sure, but I think, I mean, it's kind of similar positions to soccer. There's, obviously, there's, like, a goalie, and there's a center, middle, and you're, you know, you have a tiny ball that's super, super hard, and you're just whacking it, and can't be, like, off
1: sides, and you've got... But you have a stick, and you have to keep the stick touching the ground at all times, right?
2: I don't know. No, no, no. You don't... Know. It doesn't have to be touching the ground at all times. Okay. Um, you... I mean, the stick is a weird
1: but the stick is shorter like the stick should be longer but it's not you have to bend over you
2: have to bend over um you in the open face part of i mean it's kind of like a golf club in the sense that it's not it's not a hockey stick so it's not like long it kind of curves up um and yeah it's just a flat surface and you dribble yeah. it so you're just like tap taps happening in a long i mean you got to like raise the stick up obviously to hit it whack um, it yeah, yeah. And, yeah, but, like, the really good players, I mean, they kept, you could run with the ball alongside you and never just, like, drag your stick along with the ball and never have to, like, flick your wrist or anything like that. But, um, wow, yeah, it's. I mean it's, but you, and what about the
1: outfits? What about the outfit?
2: So, (laughs) well keep in mind I went to private school, which used to be an all girls school and then it integrated in the 70s. So they used to wear uniforms and now they don't, but then our sports uniforms, we wore kilts.
1: And. Oh. We I have- thought you guys had to wear uniforms all the time. You didn't. No, not me. So the green, the green skirt that I'm imagining was just for field hockey. That was just for field hockey.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, or, or lacrosse. I mean, if you played basketball, you could wear like basketball shorts. I don't think that in so- in soccer you wore shorts, but yeah, field hockey and lacrosse, you wore a kilt and obviously shorts like underneath it and then yeah. a jersey on top and then like shin guards and if you were playing field hockey and all that kind of stuff. So. Wow!
1: Yeah, and would you get hit with the stick sometimes? That's what I'm I don't
2: really have to. Hit with the stick. Um, one of the last, and I can't. This is like me conflating things. I can't remember if it was field hockey or lacrosse, but I sprained my ankle on like the last day of practice because I stepped on a ball and like twisted oh. my ankle. Um,
1: would you ever get whacked with the ball?
2: Probably. I mean, <laughs> those balls hurt. It's funny because now you know. Now I work back at my school and. I work closely with the high schoolers, and so we have, like, morning assembly on Mondays and Wednesdays, and our school is kindergarten, like, nursery through 12th grade, so the dean of the – we call it the upper school, that's what we call our high school – and he made an announcement, and he's like, okay, you know, I know it's lacrosse season and all that. But remember to not fling the balls around the courtyard and walk out for the little people that are here too and was basically like, you can't play with lacrosse balls, you can maybe play with tennis balls, it has to be something. Safe, like safe and soft
1: <laughs> yeah yeah because if a little, a little person got whacked they're yeah. not done for the day they're out
2: you of commission you get to see all the like middle schoolers that are just learning how to play lacrosse and they're terrible at it I watched this little boy today try to like pick up the lacrosse ball and he was just dragging his stick just like pushing it across and I was just at one point like man just push it up against the wall and pick it up like this is yeah you are not getting you're, anywhere. you're killing <laughs> me oh my
1: gosh yeah did you play an instrument growing up?
2: Um, I w- took piano lessons. Um, okay. when I was but in but no marching
1: oh, band or anything.
2: No, we didn't have a marching band. Our we school didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we had yeah. we had like jazz and we played like musical instruments and stuff like that. But I no, yeah. I can't really play anything. Yeah.
1: Um, I want to talk a little bit more about like being a teenager in in the city and stuff. Would you guys take? Like road trips to like with your friends to Boston and stuff like that or or not was that really. like not so
2: older? No, I mean I the only time I remember being a teenager and going up to Boston by myself was when the Patriots first won the Super Bowl. They have parades up in Boston. Oh yeah. Yeah. And my so I have an older brother, he's four years older than me. Um and we he came to my school for high school. Um but essentially obviously when he moved Out for college, I was the only kid at home and my dad had gotten sick when I was in high school and, um, you know, had surgery and I was supposed to be staying at a friend's house and we you know, left school and took the train up to Boston and went to the Patriots Day Parade. And (laughs) didn't tell my parents about it until maybe I was like a sophomore in college. It was just like, Ooh, dad, remember when you were recovering from.
0: (laughs) From
2: I, you know, train up to Boston and they were like, I don't care. (laughs) Cool. I didn't didn't care about it. But, and then in, College, I—I I mean, I was going to school at Hofstra, but I distinctly remember driving from Providence to New York to get fake IDs made in like Chinatown. Yeah.
1: In the back of—I tried to do that too. I tried to do that too one time. I was visiting a camp friend in New York, and I went to get a fake ID, and it literally said like ID or like something <laughs> terrible on it. It was We're like so really bad. bad. It and, like, $25 awful. back then was, like, a lot of money. It was so much money.
2: I mean, not to mention, like, getting there. I don't even know. We did it in a day. Like, it was like we were on a mission. Oh, you
1: went for the day. You <laughs> went
2: for the day to get fake IDs and came back. And oh, wow. uh, I've gotten involved with um, some nonprofits here in Rhode Island. Well, shout them
1: out. Give them some, give them I some will. love. Well, so
2: the one is got? called Girls on the Run. Which nice. is a national organization. Um, so wherever you're listening, listener, you probably have a girls on the run chapter, which you should get involved with. But it's a after school program for girls and grades, um, third through eighth. And it boosts, you know, the school curriculum, but it has a running component in it as well. So we teach girls to be empowered and to, You know, what do you do when you're having like a friendship crisis and how to navigate through that? And what do you do when there's a bully and how do you stand up for your friend? Um, But then there's this running component, which I just think is really great because, you know, when you're kids, you run because you're playing like tag and stuff like that. But I never ran for the sake of exercise. It just sort of happened to be that way. Right. Um, Yeah. And they do a 5K at the end of it. And it's a big deal. And they feel nice. really proud of themselves. And they, we have volunteer coaches. And they're really amazing. So there's that organization. I just left a board meeting for that later, or earlier today. Cool. And there's another organization called Community Music Works, which um, has been in Rhode Island. It started with a guy who went to Brown and had an idea for a partnership with teaching inner city kids how to play classical music. Nice, um, and that's been around for 22 years now, and um, he has partnerships with different musicians that will come, and they do, you know, they work with the kids, and so these like teeny tiny little kids are learning how to play the violin and appreciating and reading music, and that just, I mean, there's so many studies about how that just helps with everything, everything, uh, and it's keeping yeah. them away from, you know, certain
1: distractions, and, distractions
2: yeah. and things like that and has consistency which which kids need so I mean I guess that was kind of where I was going in the beginning of our conversation was camp really taught me the importance of creating safe spaces for kids and now that I'm a grown-up like that is what I'm all about and giving mm-hmm. the opportunity to be kids
0: no yeah. matter what's
2: going on in their life because especially yeah. like you know, in the summertime when there is no there's school nothing like, to do. Yeah.
1: There's
2: nothing to do. And some of those kids that re- you know, they need lunches at school, like they don't eat in the summertime. And I know there's not a lot of programs out there that can take care of them. And I'm you know, neither of these programs really have a hand in that, but
1: I can only do so much. <laughs> so yeah, much. no, you're yeah. It's, no, but you're part of a network of people like yeah. working towards the same goals, which is yeah. really and lift like uplifting and stuff. So it's really important. To me, cool. So.
2: That's awesome,
1: and it's nice to know that there are opportunities like that, like available to people to get involved with. Absolutely, yeah. And want to do something.
2: And people, you know, I talk to people all the time. They're like, "Well, you know, I don't what what could I give to a board? I don't have like money, and it's time, talent, and treasure. Like those are the three T's, and you Mm -hmm. make we at something um, that you could contribute to a board that there. It's like a, mis- a missing piece of that their staff can't supplement because it would be expensive to have somebody that's doing that. Um, or right. Time with you know a kid or or whatever whatever it is that interests you. I just always encourage people to do that and make time for that in their life.
1: Nice, very cool. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, thank you so much. I feel like we covered a lot. Um is there yeah, I also any- feel like I just
2: like word vomited the whole
1: time. Everybody does, everybody does. Everybody's like I just feel like I just talked like for so long and like and I'm like that's the point, it's a podcast. Yeah. But um uh yeah, is there any any other like little tidbits about Rhode Island you think? I we didn't talk about awful awfuls at all. Oh, but, like, we did. not Yeah. What was it called the um Newport Creamery? Newport Creamery. Yeah, yeah. and they had the testaments and like every so every oh, um, you're inflating. That's Best Eaten. Oh, that's Best Eaten. What's Newport Creamery then? Newport Creamery is the ice
2: cream place. Um, what is Best
1: Eaten then? Best Eaten was the
2: coffee places that we got the tanks from. Do you oh, remember drinking the 24 co- gallons of coffee? At, like, tell 10 the gallons? audience
1: what the frick a tank was. Yeah, it was. <sighs> tell them it was, it was
2: like yeah. It was, was it? I don't know if it was actually 24. It might have been 18, but it was. It's huge. It was a
1: big Styrofoam was, cup
2: big styrofoam cup which is so bad for the environment but sorry you know future football, <laughs> but, um yeah so we would go so at camp we had certain nights that we could actually like leave and and also
1: during siesta for like an hour yeah, sometimes
2: yeah but i specifically remember drinking those things like late at night so someone would go on a town <laughs> run, and they'd come back with like 25 18 ounces of coffee, which would be like extra, extra, so extra sugar, sugar. <laughs> and it was disgusting, but it was also the best thing. And they had, oh, the ice was not the like, ice; it was like chips of ice, so it was. It's those
1: little balls of
2: ice. It was a little, little like, balls of ball ice, of ice, yes, which was the best because they don't melt super fast. It was just. It was amazing, and I don't even drink. I can't even handle caffeine now, but like when we were sixteen, I was like free basing it at ten p.m. and then like falling right asleep, So who knows? But so
1: bizarre. Yeah. What are they called again? Tanks. Yeah, Tanks.
2: Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't exist here anymore. We don't have Best what? Eaton. So Bessie Eaton got bought by Tim Hortons, which is a Canadian <sighs> company. And now we just yeah. don't have any of them anymore. They're gone. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, like, reigns supreme here. Dunkin' Donuts is all over the Northeast. Like, yeah,
1: don't yeah. even American even on Dunkin'. But, like,
2: we are ride or die. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Before we, like, close out, I do like to talk about fast food a little bit. So oh. Dunkin' Donuts is king. Dunkin' Donuts is, there, is king. Is there any regional fast food that they don't really have anywhere else that's, like, a New England or Rhode Island thing that you can think of?
2: um we talked about the New York system <laughs> so, yeah okay okay
1: we did uh, yeah yeah so or like donuts or anything that's like
2: no so we have a special so we've like like most places I think hit the like gourmet donut stage so we do have a few gourmet donut places but there's a place called Allie's Donuts which is a Rhode Island institution and I actually for my roller skating party so they have donut cakes oh. and you get them in different shapes and so I got a roll oh. eating donut cake. Um, wow. And send you a picture if you want to,
1: like, post something after <laughs> Yes, I do. I do. I would love for you to send me some Rhode Island pictures. Because we don't yeah. have any pictures together except for, like, camp. Like I am like, find them. I like, honestly don't that. know the last time we saw each other. It
2: might have, have been I you. When I was telling my friends, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on my friend's podcast. They are like, cool. Like, when's the last time you saw her? And I was like, mm-hmm
1: maybe when you're we 18 <laughs> maybe it's definitely possible because i actually didn't go back to rhode island after i left right or like a, until until like a few years ago like it had been like nine or ten years since yeah. i've been to rhode island because i just i didn't have any reason to go there except for camp i mean that totally, And i didn't go to totally... camp anymore
2: <laughs> no that does that's Totally makes sense. Uh yeah, and
1: I, you know, I don't, I don't live in New England. That was, you know, I lived on the West Coast. But anyway, okay, so, so yeah, I would love a picture of your. So it's a donut cake. It's
2: a donut the donut of a cake roller skate. A roller skate, and they put like legit frosting. So it's like an old fashioned donut was the base, mm-hmm. and then they put ah. amazing, amazing frosting. Like, do you remember how good Dunkaroos frosting? Yes, yes. It's like Dunkin' yes. Ruth times like a thousand. It's like the creamiest, like butter creamy frosting. And then they top it with sprinkles, which I call sprinkles, but people here call them jimmies. Right. Oh, let me do one more thing before we get off the phone. Yeah. So water fountains here are called bubbles. Bubblers, yeah. <laughs> and then milkshakes are sometimes called cabinets. And oh, yeah, that was so
1: weird. It's <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Let me think. I wonder if there's anything else.
2: Those are like the standout ones, but that's like very real. Oh, but,
1: but like, if something was really cool, what would you call it? I don't say
2: wicked. Is that what you're trying to get me to say? Uh huh.
1: Wicked yeah. awesome. Wicked awesome. Yeah. That's like more
2: of a Boston thing, I would say. Um, I guess, but I mean, when I think Cranston, I think of
1: it's wicked awesome.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it definitely like trickled its way down here, but I heard more wicked. In Boston, than yeah, in Boston,
1: but yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, I have
2: one more food thing to say, and then I promise I'm getting off the phone. We have an yeah, Italian funny. section here, and yeah,
1: we're yeah, where Paulie D probably hangs out.
2: <laughs> <He>
1: probably <laughs> I don't even think he's Italian. I don't know what he is. But this is like part of the mob boss
2: shit too. But it's called <laughs> Federal Hill, and yeah. it's got all these like old school Italian restaurants, and there's some like newer stuff that's come in now too, but. The Boston Globe rated our Italian food better than the North End in Boston. So take that. Wow. If you're wow. to and eat Italian food, you best be coming to Rhode Island and go to Federal Hill. Okay. That just sounds like, great. on the okay. gauntlet down there. It's not just me. The Boston Globe
1: said it too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Very cool. Okay. All right. Okay. I think we're good. I think that was solid. Oh, solid. I didn't even <laughs> say that. I think that was solid. I feel like that was a really good chat and a good catch up. And I oh hope my. that we get to finally hang out. We're going to make it happen. Maybe I'm going to have to come to Italy this summer. I would not be mad. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're invited. I'll send you the. I have like um, a pretty good chunk of time that I'm not working. So I will send Ooh. you those dates so you okay. have them.
0: Thank and, you.
1: um, I yeah uh, I yeah it's a big country and like I yeah for some reason New England is like really New York is like kind of as far, I got to go to Maine for the first time oh, um, tour guiding and that was really special yeah I loved it Maine was really cool yeah. and um. New England's a really beautiful place in general, all it that kind is. of stuff.
2: Especially, like, having lived in California, you can cover, like, five states in the same time but you're still going. Oh, it. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, like so- – you feel really cool about it, too, because you're just, like, check, check, check. Yeah. Yeah. I feel,
2: I feel like good. you're making progress as opposed to <laughs> – so, sometimes in the Bay area because the traffic is really bad. So Yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, I'm going to let you go. I got to get going too. It's great to catch up. And um, we'll probably post this in a few weeks. So uh, I'll yeah, send you the I link to everything when it's ready. Okay. Yeah. It was so good to talk okay. to you. It was good to talk to you too. Okay, Congratulations bye. on everything. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey. All right. Noah? All
0: yeah. Right, cool. If you liked our show, please subscribe to the Across State Lines podcast on iTunes. If you want to check out the show on YouTube, you can find a link to our YouTube channel at the show's official Instagram. That's Instagram.com forward slash USA podcast. And our official website is AcrossStateLines.Podbean.com. There you can find an XML feed for our show. The opening music for the show is titled As I Figure. It's by Kevin McLeod and was downloaded from Incompitech.com. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.